I'm Osher Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Welcome to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. It's our final one ever. This is it. What? Hang on. Everyone, everyone has found love. That's it. There's no one else searching anymore. Max, you're in love. Xavier, you're in love. I would say so. I love both of you. What more do I need? Oh, that's so nice. That's perfect. And by both of you, I mean Xavier Rubeski Noonan. Hello, the lovable Zavy on the other end of the line. And Max All the way from Sydney, Australia. All right, fine. There's too much. (laughs) (laughs) And Max Quinn, short for Maxolotl. Quinn. Hello, the lovable Zavy. (laughs) All the way. (laughs) It's not even your name. Hi. Hey, welcome. Hello. It's uh, all of us. No one knows who I am right now. Oh, oh, that's true. That's a wonderful <laughs> point made by the one and only Kelly. I don't remember the rest. What is it? Oh, my God. Have Do- you forgotten my name? Because Do- I've had a really bad week. <laughs> I was worried you forgot my name there. Sore I spot. I know your name. Sore spot this week. A okay. sore spot. Okay. Why is that a sore spot? Mm. Okay. Tell the reason why everyone's found love except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we get to uh, In our social teas this week We'll do a uh, quote The reason why everyone has found love Except for me dot 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 And then we'll just link to the podcast It's almost an episode title really. <laughs> <laughs> Well this week I got called The wrong name in bed Oh no No I'm sorry That's okay I think I deserved it I didn't it. mean to now, You didn't deserve no. it <laughs> Maxie said, I'm sorry. It wasn't you. (laughs) (laughs) We should clarify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why it was really hurtful when you forgot my name just before. Do you want to tell us about it? Is it better if we open, you know, air this out in public or is it better if, you know, we just let that be that and move on with our lives? I think, what do you mean? Air what out in public? (laughs) Do we want to name names? (laughs) Clearly this other person didn't. We don't need to name names. Hey, Xavier, you experienced some love this weekend. I sure did. Tell Isn't us that about a nice it. little segue? I went to a wedding. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You've never been to a wedding, though. That's right. First time in my whole life. What? And I thought, what better way to watch two people get married <laughs> yep. than at a wedding? <laughs> than at a wedding. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, it was... It was really nice. Um, they kissed in front of everybody, and it was gross. Cool, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how to even begin talking about it. Congratulations to the bride and groom, Frank and Stacy. 
I ate myself silly and drank till I I probably puked ten times. I think. Wow. And I couldn't eat until like six p.m. the next day. Are you I was serious? That. Yeah, truly. And I love to eat. Ten <laughs> is so many times. Yeah, I was I was not really counting, but it was like truly above half a dozen. Was it uh, half the night before half? The morning, no, off all after? morning. Ooh. Oh no, I've never. Well, I mean, had that morning happen. and then Arvo. Yeah, I've never had that happen to me. Mm. I'm, I either get it out of my system the night of, or I'm fine. Well, I thought because there was not a lot. Like, how much detail do we want to go into? It was not a lot of uh, substance. Okay. After a certain point. Yep. Uh, it was just a lot of uh, you know body bile. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. So I loved it and <laughs> romance is real <laughs> and I wish all the best to the happy couple who won The Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, Xavier, I did want to ask, when you were at the wedding, how was the rose ceremony? Wow. I mean, it was magnificent. Yep. It was tense. I was on the edge of my seat. Did you think that you were going to get a rose at any point? I was waiting, yeah. honestly. I mean, I was, I was, uh, there were flowers. You know what, actually? I don't want to seem ungrateful because I was given a little parcel of rose petals with Aww. which to sprinkle upon the happy couple. Oh, well, that is lovely. And the bridal party and that sort of thing. And I think cumulatively it would have been at least one rose uh, without any of the unnecessary <laughs> thorns. <laughs> so uh, I recommend... Uh, Frank love. and Stacey's wedding. Yeah, I recommend Frank and Stacey's wedding to any time travelers listening. <laughs> <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> and end of thing. Okay. Well, you are on the Bachelor Parts podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on what is a pretty significant week for us. I don't think that we should bury the lead any longer. Xavi, you've got something to tell us about. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, anyone who's tuning in knows this is a momentous occasion. Yep. Um, this kind of thing rolls around pretty infrequently. Yep. This week, we are on a new streaming service. That's Thank right. Goodness. Spotify, baby. That's right. You can find us on Spotify finally they for the finally season finale. They finally answered our calls. <laughs> um, I don't know how to use Spotify. Well, it's on your phone. What uh, platform do you use, Kelly? Apple Music. How do you listen to the podcast? Me too. Yeah, I, I, use, yeah. I use that also. Yeah. Look yep. at you ungrateful bastards. <laughs> I go to the ends of the earth to have someone remind me that submissions are now publicly open. <laughs> and this is the thanks I get. <laughs> it took me 15 minutes to But now we are on there and you can post the... Uh, picture on your Instagram story. So you absolutely can, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can listen to us on Spotify. Hello, if you are listening to us on Spotify. Hello, welcome. Finally, you, along with us, will know that Tate was the winner this year of The Bachelorette. Oh, well, that happened too. And thanks for the spoiler warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, we're releasing this episode late enough that uh, the word's probably gotten out word's by gotten now. Out. People know. Uh, yeah, Tate won. Um, but in a way... Didn't we all kind of, in a way, watch mm. the TV show? <laughs> Did we all watch the TV show? I like to check. I yes, watched, I watched, I watched it. it. Hey, good on us all. I, I know, was, very well job. done for us. I was thinking, um, do you guys remember back uh, to episode one, our predictions for who would win? My prediction was that Charlie would win, and I was so rough. I feel like I was really pushing for Charlie, too. I feel like maybe there w- I did think that Todd was his potential as well, um, mm. just for that whole, like, knight in shining armor kind of, like, fairy tale thing. Sure. 
We certainly saw a lot of that this week. But I remember, if I... I seem to remember having <laughs> a bit of a hot pick of Tate. Yeah. Because I had seen some stuff on booking websites and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that he was a hotly tipped contender. And, uh, well... Just look how right I was. Aren't I clever? <laughs> I had a workmate who was like, who do you reckon's going to win? And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Tate. This was like a week ago. Uh, and Kelly, you can't... Just that Kelly's turned her camera on on Skype and she's dancing. <laughs> we're, how many minutes in? Oh, you're, we're less than 10 minutes in. Kelly is bored to tears. She's, she's already entertaining herself. And she's I'm dancing. celebrating your, your pick. Love. And, and right. your love. I'm celebrating that you picked the winner, Xavier. Come on. <laughs> okay. Thank you. This is what the wedding was like, too. Uh, she's done a wink. I wish this was a video podcast sometimes. But then I remember what I look like. Oh, uh, no. Uh, come dear. on. Um... Yeah, I had a I had a workmate who was like, "Do you reckon I should put some money on?" And I was like, "Look, I'm that confident. Like, you could." Yeah. Uh, and we checked the betting and stuff, and you still would have got a decent amount of money. But then he chickened out. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> shots well, fired. Shots fired. Yeah. Anyone who didn't listen to me is a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who doesn't listen to the podcast, even worse. Uh, but you are clearly listening, dear listener. Yeah. So. Congrats, uh, you are now a member of Mensa. We watched two episodes this week. I thought the first episode was maybe the best one of the season. Mm. Really had a lot to unpack. I thought there was a heap of great stuff. It was very meaty, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Meaty bastard is something that you called me earlier this season, Kelly. What did you think of <gasps> the finale? I? Yeah, you did called I? me a meaty bastard. I did as the yeah. resident meat eater of the podcast. I believe oh, so. Oh my God, that does sound like something I'd say. <laughs> what did I think of the finale? Um, yes. They must not have a lot of money because they just went to the Northern Territory. Mm, yeah. um, it was so obvious that Tate was going to win and my heart bled for Todd. Um, yes. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think I'm going to follow much about Tate and Ali in the future. They kind of bore me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my overwhelming reaction, not to like put a bit of a damper on this podcast or anything, but I did think it was a bit boring. Yeah. I think, I think the so whole too. I thought season. the final episode was really boring. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of unfortunate because we had all of that uh, entertainment last year with Sophie. Um, and right. this year. I mean, to put a, a little bit of a recap together of the season, I don't know. I think Ali was a pretty good bachelorette, mm. um, but the outcome was a bit tainted, for me at least, by some of these awful men who mm. were sort of put yeah. in front of her. Um, yeah. And I th- think it just might be the case of the least awful, most appropriate man winning. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't even feel that enthusiastic about Tate in, in comparison with Todd, really. Yeah, you remember when Matty J lost and we were like, whoa, oh my God, we love Matty J. How do you feel about Todd? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. nice. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He seems a bit better than Tate to me, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, But, you know, no big deal. It's nah. kind of just, you know, two sides of the same coin at the end yeah. of the day. Pretty, pretty similar, pretty and I nice. Think a, part of that is like it's just a failure to characterize both of these men particularly well. Yep. I think they rely on the like knight in shining armor sort of fairy tale trope with Todd way too much. We don't really know that much about him. Yeah. And then Tate, like most of what we know about him is that he is a bit closed off, which is not a particularly good 
like attractive feature in a TV character, especially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that's true. I think it is a failure of, of narrative and characterization. I just don't think that there was uh, there were any swashes buckled this season by any of these men. Mm. Do you and think yeah. that we were spoiled from um, spoiled for drama from the Honey Badger season? That this finale kind of paled in comparison. That's true. How yeah. could it stand up? Yeah. I did think um, there was an attempt made to make it seem like something similar might happen. Yeah. yeah. In some of the promos and stuff like that. And then it was just like, no, we're getting the same thing as usual. Yeah, yeah. Back yeah. to normal. Back to normal with one crushing heartbreak yeah. along the way. Well, yeah. 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 It uh, was... That was... That was really... Tough. That was really rough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll get to it when we get to it. But my goodness, it is... One of the standout moments of the episode, which is just tragic. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, let's see how we got there, though. I think it's uh, there's no time like the present. All right. Well, let me get my notes out. I'll just grab my notes on... Oh, oh fantastic. you've got your Rolodex of notes this there, Kelly. This is great. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, we'll take as long as you need. And, um, <laughs> Did you use a binder this week or um, have you gone with the manila folder? Well, I've got... Uh, I've got... Um, a couple of books worth of notes. Um, oh, like an anthology. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be published too in, into some sort of like research, <clears throat> or even oh, like, okay, like a compendium, like encyclopedic sort of. Yeah, uh, can you hear those pages of my notes? <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming they're being picked up by the microphone. But I don't so want to show off. So your PhD candidacy is um, not in doubt. You know, no one here is questioning. <laughs> questioning that right yes. yeah it um, is an educational podcast absolutely that is i think one of the subcategories that i filed us under on spotify <laughs> <laughs> but i don't want to be a show-off so i'll, I'll let you start um and oh then... thanks so much kelly <laughs> whenever you want to sprinkle in any of your uh any of your findings and research um please don't don't hesitate to interrupt yeah Thank can you, so you just before we get into it before Xavier gets in i just want to know a little bit about the methodology kelly um, and the research that you've undertaken. I assume that this is something that you've like um, double, even triple sourced. Probably you've tested with a lot of uh, peer, yeah, peer-to-peer testing, mm. P2P interface. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, like I just assume that primary you've primary methodology. Care of all sort of stuff. Look, yeah, I don't yeah. want to get too much into it, but I have watched a lot of videos of. Kyle and Jackie O interviews with Bachelorette contestants. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's above and beyond. <laughs> no one has asked you to do that. <laughs> and apparently, apparently, uh, the sex between Ali and Tate is uh, fine. It's okay. Oh, that's wow. good. good. What a, I mean, what a scoop. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, let's waste no more time and dive into our recap. At the Bachelorette Australia, season four, episode eleven. So a contemplative, contemplative, com, com, contemplative, even maybe. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Allie <laughs> goes for a thought-provoking stroll along the beach, wondering out loud whether she should act on the desires of her heart or her head, or presumably a third thing, <laughs> finding the winner of her top three. It's time to have another date with each of them. And up first is Todd, who is standing in an open field. And Ali arrives by a horse-drawn carriage, then jumps up on Todd and kisses him. And the carriage drops them off at a gazebo, where we see two people fencing, and then both of them take off their masks, and we realize that they're both Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> 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 
Um, so Ali and Todd change into fencing outfits and they start training. It's a it's a fencing date. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. We saw a fencing date on Nick's season. Of the Bachelor? Honey yeah. Honey Badger? The Honey Badger I season. I remember this. Isn't there was bad. a fencing date. Was that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, does, has the Bachelor struck, a, struck up a deal with big fencing? Is that what's <laughs> happened this year? <laughs> Maybe. I'm just wondering out loud. The other thing that I want to know as we go along here is that Ali and Todd kissing... They open their mouths so wide. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a like an adult bird feeding a baby bird. Yeah. Worms. Mm. Yeah. Bit odd. Um, Todd says, The weird thing about fencing is you can't just swing the sword around willy-nilly, which is what I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have to have some technique. What is he talking about? Oh What's sword swinging? Todd. Anyway, a uh, duel is proposed. Um, Ali says, we'll see who gets poked the most and then cracks up laughing. Uh, and then Todd wins. His prize is a kiss. I think this was really good. Yeah. I like this. This is cute, right? They're all just like laughing throughout it. Like, you know, they're just kind of having a bit of fun. It's nice to see them actually having fun together. Yeah, it was cute and playful. I thought that this was, uh, as far as the two fencing dates go, the last one was incredibly uncomfortable. Right. Um, and this one was much better. Are, you, are we thinking about the samurai sword thing or whatever that was? Yeah. Yeah, where Nick was playing with a big sword. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I yeah. don't know. I think there's some sort of... Well, I mean, no offensing, fencing, but... Uh, <laughs> um, so that night... Todd and Allie get extremely dressed up and they take a seat at an extra glamorous setting underneath a big tree with dozens of candles around them, which almost disguises the fact that this is a batchy couch. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a nice one, though. I don't know. Um, Todd asks, how did you like Perth? And Allie answers, um, your sister, Karen, she did have some hard-hitting questions for me. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else in Perth? That's what I always say when someone asks me how I liked Perth. <laughs> Change the subject. Um, they discuss how their plans for the future might not line up since Todd wants to be a cop before he is ready to have a little cop baby and start a cop family. Oink, oink. Yes. Uh, and this week, Todd says, it might not be as much as three years, but that does look like where I'm at. Um, and then Ali talks about how being 32 means that she might find it harder to become pregnant than if she was 26, like Todd is. So the timing thing is really important. Yep. Uh, to- Todd's convinced that they're going to make it work. I actually, I really like this. I think this is like a good, honest chat. Yeah. Like about how the foundation of their relationship is going to work. The kind of thing that we need to see so much more of. And also about a kind of difficult topic that people aren't necessarily always comfortable talking about. Certainly. Um, so good on you, Batchy. Yeah, I think kind of the problem here is that like we know Todd is about to come a, become a cop, and Ali wants kids right now. So Todd is kind of as good as he is here, and as open as he is, he's the victim of circumstance where he's a good choice, but he's maybe not worth fighting for given what else is on the table. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Max um, and Xavier, I actually have a conversation I want to have with you. Okay. Yeah, because I'm 25, almost 26 now. Um, yeah, right. And I was thinking that, like, in the next three years, we're going to have to do a um, a spin-off of the podcast or... Um, a little baby spin-off I'm, I'm podcast. Gonna, I'm going to run out of time and it might be too late. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's such a problem because I want to start a police podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> about the music of the police. <laughs> review all their albums week by week. Is it called Message in a Poddle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I have nothing else. I don't know anything about this, the police. One of them is named Sting, and that doesn't work for a podcast joke. Uh, why? Now, Kelly's burning a dinosaur. You, sh- you mustn't. You simply mustn't. There's no way I can explain what's going on to anyone right now. This is simply destructive behavior. Oh. Is this because time is running out for you, Kelly? Are you concerned about your eggs? <laughs> so you're acting out by burning a dinosaur? I'm really concerned about my eggs. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So the idea is that in the next three years, you're going to have to, we'll have to, Debbie and I will compete in a series of like uh, academic decathlon style events. You'll continue burning this plastic. Di- what is it? Oh my it's God. Smoking. It's smoking. <laughs> And not in a good way, like mask. No. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, what a terror you've turned out to be. Um, anyway. Where did you learn this behavior? <laughs> Feels like whenever the sunglasses go on, yeah. trouble begins. It's a whole new side of you. It's the return of sunglasses. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I guess Shooter is kind of dark Max in a way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is there a bad me? Mm. Couldn't be. Then no. who's told the cooking <laughs> from the cooking? You we know found what? It. We found yeah, it. Yeah, it was me the whole time. <laughs> uh, Guys, I want to ask you something. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> what? I was just thinking, like, Ali's obviously got these, like, expectations, but they're almost, like, not just expectations, they're uh, deal breakers, right? Is yeah. That if you don't want to be able to, like, have children with her in the three years, then you're not the person that she's looking for. Well, like, at this point, Ali still is talking about these deal breakers, I guess, in a sense. Hmm. Yeah. Um, do you guys have deal breakers for your relationships? Um, do they have to, like, subscribe to the podcast? Or? <laughs> I mean, that's a big one. That's a really big subscribe one. Subscribe and review. Yeah, that's yeah, big. Five stars as well mm. would be huge. What I about I think I've talked before stars? about the importance of three big titties. Which, <laughs> if I can just uh, touch on that again. Uh, do I have deal breakers in a relationship? I don't think so. I mm. mean, I feel like I'm still young and uh, there's time. Uh, I don't love... Cigarettes. Mm, I love cigarettes. Like, not myself. I've never smoked one myself, but I love other people smoking cigarettes. Right. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I've, I've never dated a cigarette, so I don't want to rule it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I agree. I mean, there's things that I maybe like more like, than others, oh, or maybe there's not, maybe or some whatever. red flags or something, yeah. but I don't know. Whatever. If you meet the right person. I will say, being Dreadlocks. Dreadlocks is a deal breaker. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Dreads. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Being racist, you know, the the, the 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 same things I dislike about anyone. It doesn't really just apply to relationships, though. It's more just like, don't murder, please. Yeah. <laughs> murder's uh, a good one. Yeah. Yeah, murder's a real good one. Mm. I still think dreadlocks above murder, though. Mm. Well, you know, each to their own. Mm. If you're a non-dreadlocked murderer, <laughs> <laughs> write me a letter. A letter? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Cut each individual uh, letter of the alphabet out of the newsletter. Right, yeah. I should say, I'm in a relationship. I love my girlfriend. Things are going wonderfully. You love her? Uh, yeah. Oh, Ooh. my God. Yeah, 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 wow, yeah, wow, yeah. wow. I bet she even knows your name, which is huge. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh boy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, Todd tells Allie there's absolutely no mu- doubt in my mind that I'm in love with you. I love you. And I mean, I said it weird, but he doesn't sound like a weird robot. He doesn't use any of the like. He doesn't use any of the weird coded language that we get used to in this podcast. I mean, in this program, it's great. You know, like he doesn't go like I do think that I am falling in love with you. Yeah. Or whatever. Do you think that this is the point where Ali falls in love with Todd also because he is the only one who's kind of willing to say what she wants? It certainly helps, right? Yeah. 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 Um, well, yeah, they kiss Ali and in the moment says all her fears have been calmed and she says dreams really do come true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Ali pulls up to Tate in a black sports car and they share a kiss by the side of the road and they hop back into the car and now Tate's driving. Yeah, that's odd. I don't know. I just always like to take note of it. Uh, They soon arrive at Burns Outdoor Obstacle Training, which as far as romantic date ideas go, sounds excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tate and Ali both seem very excited. Ali says, Today is about working together and seeing if we can get over obstacles in life together. By going over obstacles. Sometimes this notch show could be more, like, it could not be more <laughs> obtuse if it tried. I'm s- I was so outraged by this. Like, yeah, I was so lost. What are they talking about? Why are they doing this? What it, does that like, mean? It symbolizes absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, I understand, you know, like, Ali's climbing over a thing and she's like, This is fun. And he's like, Yeah. And, like, for sure, like, it's good that they are both doing something that they care about. They like to exercise. Cool. But, ca- like, can we be on a boat? Yeah. Can Please. we be on a boat? <laughs> for God's sake. Like, How is the relationship meant to progress without it? I just, I did not realize that when ScoMo stopped the boat, he stopped them on The Bachelor too. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Goodness gracious. You love Scott Morrison, by the way, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're a real fan. I've got a theory that Tate has no, um, like, chemistry with Ali on screen, or just, like, no presence, rather. I think they have heaps of, like, sexual chemistry, but they don't have Agree. much, like, mm. to talk okay, about. Okay, but it's and actually that's why electric. They have, to, they have to give him dates like this. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Maybe it's the case where, like, they've worked out that the, these two clearly want to fuck. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and okay, we'll just let them do the date where they can stop and do kissing and stop and do kissing and stop and do kissing, and that's fine. They do do that on the obstacle course. Yeah. Uh, here's what I would like to propose as a bit of an addendum. <gasps> you would like to propose? Yeah. I on would. the finale podcast? On the finale podcast. Maxwell! Yep. I was just at a wedding. Fuck week. Is it, a, is it an engage? Oh my God, what? Isn't it time? <laughs> yep. Isn't it time? Australia has moved. So far forward over the last few years. Yep. Uh, we're a progressive society. Yep. And I think we're ready for it. So this is something that happens on the US Bachelor where they get down to the final four. But, you know, sometimes it might happen a bit earlier than that where contestants will sleep together they and they'll get all of that weird sexual energy out. Mm. And from there, who knows, they might be able to work out whether they're compatible as a couple without all of the overhanging uh, blue balls t- um, tension that's in the air. It is interesting. I think like the 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 differences between the US and the Australian series really come through 
on this season. Yeah. Because Ali is looking for an ending which would not be at all out of place in the American show. I think the American show is so focused on, like, we're going to get married after this. We're going to try and have a kid. Yeah. That kind of thing. Whereas in Australia, it's more like, hmm, we're going to keep dating. Yeah, yeah that's that true. That's true. And I think, uh, is Australia ready for fuck week? Maybe. Hope so. It would be nice. Yeah, I certainly nice. am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Um, I was wondering, do, I thought there was lots of speculation that Nick and, Nick the Honey Badger Cummins and Sophie had sex last season. Mm, Interesting. I, I, I think there was. Um, I also remember reading in an article with... Or maybe pedestrian. Maybe it was their recap of a radio interview that Nick gave. But he said that he the producers didn't let him do any rooting oh, on yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said he was banned from rooting. Mm. Yeah. Do you reckon that's because he was rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> and the producers the- are like, "I'm sorry, man. I'm You're sorry. Really, uh, we're so is, we, we don't want to keep watching this. this. this is really and yeah. like, they were worried the girls would be like, "Ah, you know what? <laughs> the stakes are all gone." Oh, that's true. Yikes. Can you imagine if it all turned at the final four? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, because honestly, we're going to talk about like we're young, sex-positive millennials, right? True. Uh huh. And it's just like I wouldn't ever think about spending the rest of my life with someone without knowing if there was like sexual compatibility I think that's really important it is but yet we're led to believe on The Bachelor and Bachelorette that we have to like put that aside and not consider that a possibility it is weird yeah it's weird i agree i think that that's one of those things that we will progress forward with uh, hopefully as a society and that will become more acceptable on the tv as the uh generation above us kelly and Xavier dies out <laughs> well i think in the generation above us being me and kelly <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you're older than both of us. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So thankfully, they skip the obstacle course part pretty quickly, and they arrive at a very similar-looking location to the one that Ali just took Todd to, except now there's a hot tub. Okay. All right. Have you got a way of describing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't tell the listeners that we had to do another take of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of a new way. It's a... Uh, Sudsy, soapy. They don't use any of that. No. Mm. It's warm and wet. That's all. That's <laughs> oh. all. It's a warm and wet batchy couch. That's yep. it. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Allie is worried that Tate is just kind of inching his way towards opening up to her. He's not quite doing it at the speed that she's looking for. Yeah. And uh, he says, I couldn't be happier with what I have in front of me right now, but it's not exactly what she wants to hear, I think. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to this. There's more uh, in terms of what Tate is saying because at one point she sort of says, uh, I need you to say this. Mm. And he's like, no, I'm not going to say this unless there are any other men around. Like, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 sorry. That's the opposite. He's not going to say it when there are <laughs> other men around. Right, yeah. Yeah. Important distinction. There. Very important. Yeah. But Um, then he says, I'm not ready to say it, and I can sense how frustrated she is, but I'm not at that point yet. And it's really weird because the first thing that he says, Ali's like, oh, we're bordering on Charlie territory here. It feels like Charlie all over again. Yeah. And then the second thing that he says is kind of, uh, I'm scared and vulnerable, and I can't do what you want me to do. Mm. Whereas what Charlie said, 
I think was quite direct and calculated. You know, like do what I say or else I'm withholding something from yeah, you. Yeah. And I don't know whether Tate's statement, which was I don't feel comfortable saying it while there are other men around is the same as what Charlie said. Mm. I think there's a like the distinction there is that Char- you said it like Charlie was being quite manipulative and knew what he was doing where I think Tate is just trying to work out what he's feeling um and why and yeah. that mm. there's not that like it's not him being calculative. He's just a bit, you know, maybe he's not the most emotionally intelligent person on the show. Yeah, and we kind of do hear both sides from him. So I think that maybe we need to judge that more on intent and where he lands, which is Mm. the second thing. Um, So I'm not entirely sure if it's fair of Ali to equate the two experiences as the same, even though the the phrasing is similar. Um, Tate says, I'm feeling that if I expose myself and give Ali everything that's on my mind and let her know all my feelings, that I could potentially get hurt here. It kind of seems weird to me like that the men on this show frequently think that saying I love you out loud and then not getting picked will always like a hundred percent of the time hurt them more than if they don't say it. Yeah. That's interesting. That like, is super interesting. Yeah. Cause like I can understand being anxious about saying it, but to me it seems like Tate is maybe doing more damage to his relationship with Ali um, as well as like his public image and like his own personal like anxiety and stress levels. Yeah. About all of this. Um, then, then it could possibly be worth um, he starts to say, I love you. And then he sort of mumbles his way out of it. Yeah. At one point, and it just seems like this is clearly like burning him up inside. Like maybe it will be worth just getting it out there and dealing with the consequences. I think like so often reality TV is such a good, um, I guess, reflection of the worst parts of society. And a really bad part of our society is that men think that opening up is, uh, something that will leave them, I guess, vulnerable for hurt. Um, yeah. And that's taught at such an early age. Like, you know, if if you're seen as soft or, um, you know, too open and, and expressive of your feelings as a young boy, like you're going to get, you know, picked on or, you, or you're weak and, and things like that. And I think we, we see that a lot. Yeah. Um, in yeah. on the like through the man in in the Bachelorette, um, and I think Tate is a result of that, and it is like he is aware. I think of of the public image, and Australia uh, does view men who express themselves too much as weak and a joke. Like you could yeah. look at Jared, yeah. for example. Um, yeah. Look at look at Charlie as as controlling and um and, and awful as he turned out to be. Like. Yeah, I, probably it made it easier to turn him into a villain because of how open he was. That's true. Yeah. I think that you are uh, like completely right about that. And it is just, I don't know. It's just a fucking shame that this is the world that we're in where Tate is looking at it and making a judgment call and saying, if I say it, I will. they will know that I'm hurt. Yeah. Mm. Whereas if I don't say it, then I can pretend I'm not hurt. Exactly. And so much, and I think we see it with Bill coming up too, you see these men making decisions to save face based on public perception yeah. and what is expected of them, in particular in this case as as men. Um, Bill in the next state, not so much. But yeah, mm. in, in, this, in this instance, you do hear, and it's a really interesting point that you raise, Tate just kind of say, look... 
if I say it, then everyone knows. Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. That's, I mean, but isn't I it good like, that everyone knows? Yeah. I but I do know. think like Tate is a product of this. Yeah. I yeah. don't think he is to blame. I think he is trying to navigate and he's trying to like talk his way as, as much as he's having difficulty. Yeah. He's trying to talk his way through it and navigate his way through it. And, uh, you know, it's, he's more of a, a He's holding up a mirror, I guess, no <laughs> to, yeah. to the ills of society. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I also think it's weird that um, Ali's voiceover... I don't want to put any of the blame on Ali for this situation because obviously it's just two people having trouble communicating with each yeah. other. But Ali's voiceover says things like, if he can't tell me exactly how he feels, I don't know how he can go on from here. And it honestly seems to me like he is in his way, try, like telling Ali exactly how he feels. That's it, yeah. Which is that their connection means a lot to him, but he's not strictly ready to say, I love you yet. Yeah. And like, she's looking very directly for those words, yep. which is fine. She's entitled to look for that. Yeah. But like, I don't think his inability to say, I love you is an inability to communicate necessarily. That's true. Yeah, I agree. Um, like Ali could be reading between the lines a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that maybe perhaps you get yourself in that situation when you're Ali and you need to make absolutely certain. Yeah. And so you see both sides of it. But in, in this case, it is fine. She's looking to hear I love you. And what she's hearing is I'm not in love with you yet. And she's equating that, as you say correctly, with uh, an inability to communicate. But... Mm. I think that as much as he stumbles and says that he's not comfortable and really uh, makes a meal of getting there, Mm. what Tate's saying is what he ends up saying, which is, I'm on the way to being in love. Yeah, It is kind of beautiful, uh, I guess, in a sense, because we're seeing two very vulnerable people, like vulnerable for very different reasons, like insecure as well, who are uh, trying to like navigate falling in love with each other, but can't communicate with each other very well. And this... (laughs) Todd and Tate. (laughs) (laughs) No. Is that subtext? No, I'm talking about Ali and um, Tate because she's been very open Mm. about like her insecurities and and vulnerabilities as well, like um, for the public eye to devour. Um, yeah. So I don't know. There is something really beautiful about their relationship. I think I wish that they could be better at communicating, but it's almost a part of their personality and their stories that they're not. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I think that that's the, really true. My initial read was like Tate is too closed off. Mm. Like he's not in touch with his own emotions or, or, or whatever. But really, I think it is more of just a failure for him to communicate them. Yeah, I think it might just be that Tate's being honest with uh, his actual emotions and he's not saying what she wants to hear and maybe that's a problem mm. yeah but anyway what the fuck's going on with bill oh <laughs> i'm so excited that we have arrived at bill bill why did you bring the bachelorette to your ex-girlfriend's house are you fucking crazy oh, are it's you high? so good this what the so, hell? oh i loved this so much oh it's so amazing <laughs> So, Ali's like, well, I know the best way to find out what's going on. Let's get in a stretch limo together. (laughs) (laughs) She says to Bill, have you ever been in one of these? And Bill's like, "Uh, yeah, I'm a rich dick from Melbourne. Of course I've been in a limo. (laughs) Yeah, but not for a couple months. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Bill... like. Cluelessly talks about how good the hometown date was for like quite a while, and uh, then they arrive at a very expensive house with a swimming pool and most importantly a bachy couch. Must be so nice for them to get out of the bachelor mansion for a little change of pace, <laughs> a little change of scenery, something fresh. Yep. 
Um, Bill continues saying lots of nice things about how their relationship is progressing. He's, I, I think he is like talking openly about his feelings to the degree that he knows how to. Yeah. And Ali is just kind of waiting for him to shut up so that she can... <laughs> Grill him about the egg <laughs> situation, and that's what the viewers are waiting for as well. It's what I was what I was trying to say before was it's really painful editing for the first two dates because you're just like shut up and get to Bill, shut up and yeah. get to Bill, shut get up and to get to Bill. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah, I will skip to the finale if I want to find out who wins. I'll wait for my favorite bachelor podcast to spoil the ending in the first ten minutes. Anyway, Ali eventually brings it up. And Bill, bless his heart, says, well, we've never dated. (gasps) Uh, We just rooted. (laughs) All we did was fucking have sex. (laughs) Well, he clarifies it by saying, I've, well, I've been with her. Oh, my God. Just, Bill, we know what's going on. You don't have to, come on, at this point. Yeah, like the fucking Fresh Prince of (laughs) Bel-Air. I know we don't have fuck week, but like we can acknowledge... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like it was odd that Bill and Ali were lying in bed, and he was like, "Hey, Amy." <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, their names are basically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Allie, <laughs> Allie kicks ass. She's like, I was just wondering why she was the one to ask me all those questions. Like, you've known her for just over a year. You met her at the dog park. You've been with her. Uh, <laughs> we were at her house. Uh, and she's the one that cares for you most, even over your family. It's so, so fucking weird. <laughs> she just so succinctly sums it all up. Yeah. And Bill is like a fucking deer in the headlights. He's like, mm, yeah, I suppose when you put it like that. And he doesn't finish his sentence. He just says, when you put it like that. The beautiful dramatic irony here being that Bill is also, in addition to Charlie, so completely unaware of what Ali was feeling. And in this great dick-swinging battle between the both of them, the winner was Tate and Todd for not engaging. And that's a great lesson. And I love the slow reveal of that on this show. That's true, because Bill versus Charlie has been one of the underlying little... uh, Spars or whatever, you know, one 100%. of the plot threads, the main plot threads of this se- season. Yeah, and th- yeah, you're right. The winner is neither. Yeah, yeah. Which is, re- it's just so juicy and delicious. Yeah, because like, yeah, Ali waits for him to complete this thought, <laughs> and he doesn't. And then in <laughs> voiceover, Ali just says, "Well, it's just hit me how he's going to answer things in the future, and that is that he will sugarcoat things or white lie about things to make it easier, and that's something that's not okay with me." And it's like, hell yeah, yeah, bang on, exactly. I love that, and I like. I do wonder whether it's this sort of thing where it sits in that fulcrum point of maturity and privilege, and I hope the build kind of takes something away from that because. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know about you, Xavier, but like that's a behavior that I have tried to or had to try to curb in myself, like the little bendings of the truth to make things easier in favor Mm. of what might be a little bit more uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And like, obviously, from what we know, Bill was in one long relationship and then it seems like he was single and he had been with Amy and now he's on this show. Mm. I just wonder if that's never come up in his life, you know, like if he's never had to be accountable to someone in that way. So... When it comes up on national TV, not to make excuses for him, but he just runs for the path of least resistance. I mean, um, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Like, if you've never had to be accountable, I can see how going 60% of the way toward being accountable and saving a bit of face sure seems like a, an okay option. Yeah. Sure seems like the behavior of some spoiled rich dickhead, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, rose ceremony time. I think there's literally more suspense about what color of suit <laughs> Oscar is going to wear <laughs> than which man Ali's sending home at this rose ceremony. Uh, it's blue. And uh, goodbye, Bill. <laughs> um, so outside, he's like, I just want to know, is there any specific reason or dot, 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 question mark? And it's Ali, so good. Ali goes I just think you've got so much to give someone else I don't love this She goes I think you've got so much to give someone else I think from the very first moment we had We definitely connected and we grew together But then at the same time we faced so many hurdles That I'm just not feeling where we should be at I'm just like just tell him Yeah Like it's not your job but also like you can let it rip at this point Uh, It's not her job The TV show is going to do the job for her Oh that's true that's at that true. point, maybe and she's like, she's he's going to suffer enough. Yeah. And she has been so fucking classy throughout this whole thing. Yeah. It, uh, that's it. That's true. That's very graceful. I, I think I would take I the, cheap, yeah. the cheap shot uh, because I'm, uh, I'm a snarky <laughs> little so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're right. Like, yeah, that's the, that's the better move. Yeah, I take back what I said about her being merely a good bachelorette. I think that she has been a really, really good bachelorette who knows what she wants. And... Mm. Uh, Perhaps she lacks the um, bogan candor of Sophie Monk mm. and celebrity, mm. but in terms of being a fucking kick-ass woman who has been so consistently good throughout this season, mm. big ups to Ali. Yeah. I think she hasn't maybe been as well served by the show as yeah. she deserves, which is yeah. always a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think she has really handled herself well. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ali. If you're listening, hey, you're def- up? she's definitely listening. Definitely. Uh, Ali, big ups to you. Big ups. <laughs> Huge. The hugest. Some of the biggest ups I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Don't <laughs> what, what are you Kelly? I was going to make like a, do you know how you've got like B cups, D cups? I was going to be like D ups, but it didn't really, it worked, <laughs> in, my, worked in my head, didn't really <laughs> translate. Out of my very own head. <laughs> well, so Bill's like, mm, this sucks. And then they hug before he gets in the limo. And he, his, his little exit interview is like, right now I feel shit. I really did feel a future with Ali. She mentioned there was a couple of hurdles that we had to get over. Well, if she's referring to Amy, if that's a deal breaker for her, then we're probably not meant to be together. Probably. So, yeah. <laughs> probably. Christ. So, yeah, I'll keep looking for the one, I suppose. And at this point, I'm like, get lost, you racist Get out prick. of here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I've forgotten. <laughs> So, bye, Bill. That's enough. Mm. That was just well and truly. I had had enough of Bill. And I'm really glad that very early on in this season, we called him for what we called him. Yes. Yep. What did we call him? A puppet? Yeah, <laughs> marionette. Yeah. He wasn't even going to marry Ali. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe he will marry someone Annette, named Annette, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, or just a net. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was good. <laughs> Was it? I really like that. Okay, thanks, Max. Imagining a big fishing net with a little fish <laughs> inside it. Kiss the fish. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's kind of cute. He's got to throw it back. Mm. So let's, like a f- like a fish into a net. Oh, let's good. dive. Yeah, yeah. None of that makes sense. <laughs> uh, let's talk about <laughs> Bachelorette Australia. Good. I only get to do it this last One time. One last time. Season four, episode 12. So Osha... Ginsburg, remember? We love him. You haven't even written his surname in your notes, but 
You know it. I, at this point, have actually memorized it. I've That's committed it to memory. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm all about commitment. Um, Osha stands on a cliff in the Northern Territory and introduces us to the heart-stopping finale. We watch Ali board a Jetstar flight, where she is, of course, very well looked after. Uh, and she's invited her family to the Northern Territory for this crucial moment in her life. And we watch her being reunited with mum, dad, and cousin Bianca, who we met earlier, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I don't Bailey remember. Needs to be there. Well, remember she was talking about uh, oh Charlie dobbed Billy. Oh and then yeah, back when they were doing like those weird interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. But mm-hmm. they really liked Todd, and they were right about Todd. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And she's like pleasantly surprised to see Todd pop up, which oh, is good. nice. Ali's mum says she's just grown up into a beautiful, beautiful. You know, she's she's fit as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she continues, the fact that Todd has told her that he loves her will be empowering for Ali because that's what she wants. But I think she has to be rational about this and weigh it up with everything. And like, there's just some really good mum work. That's going great. On. Yeah. Um, that's an excellent then, mumming. Yeah. Good top shelf mumming. Good shit. It's mm-hmm. good capoeira. <laughs> Is that, what's that? I think capoeira and mumming are linked somehow. I'll have to take your word for yeah. it. Okay. I'll take your word for it even. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ali contrasts Tate and Todd by saying that Todd is very open whilst Tate is very guarded at this point. Like, she's like, these are the two men that I've got here. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, yeah, that's, we know. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying the one thing we know about these two men. Um, it's also revealed that Ali's parents call her Allison. Yeah. Which is very strange for some reason. We've did never you heard this. pick her as an Allison, or did you maybe pick her as an Alexandra? I have no idea. I never even entertained the prospect that there might be a longer version. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it struck me so much. It's interesting. Just, yeah. yeah, Dad's kind of scary. Mm, yeah, we're about to meet Dad. Um, but yeah, um, um, Tate and Ali meet up. They kiss, of course, and they head in to meet the parents. And after they watch the movie, meet the parents. <laughs> 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 they make their way to where Ali's mum and dad are. Uh, Ali's dad asks the tough questions like, you look like a footy player. Do you play a bit of footy? <laughs> For fuck's sake. And uh, so what do you think of Allison? <laughs> He's really, yeah. really putting the hammer down. I will say, good on Ali and Tay. After they met the parents, it was really... I don't know. They had probably had such an opportunity to meet the Fockers, but they just didn't. No, they moved right along. Yeah. Yeah. And even the, whatever the third one was called. <laughs> no. There meet, is another one, Meet right? Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen The Intern? Yeah. Oh. Robert De Niro is fantastic in The Intern. I hate that movie. Are you kidding? Yes. I love that movie. That movie's terrible. What are you talking about? Okay, so I have written a short story called A Revisionist's Ending to the... 2014 movie The Intern starring Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro right so here's my problem with this movie Mm. right is it when he um, is it that he doesn't really know how to use a laptop but he knows what like tweeting is no this is the problem okay Anne Hathaway is presented as this fucking badass Mm -hmm. right where like she is the woman who is running a multinational corporation that has taken off out of the ground. It's like Devil Wears Prada character all grown up, baby. Yeah, but she's like a hell cool mum and she's got a great relationship. Wait, no, she doesn't. Dad's oh, her cheating husband. on her. Her husband sucks. Yeah, the husband sucks. It's one of the workaholics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. It's really not good. The workaholic with the weird name. Mm. Um, and Anders. Anders Holm, that's right. Mm. Now, so we go through this movie and it's clear... That the husband is a piece of shit who's cheating on her, mm. 
And we get to the end of the movie and she finds out through the intern, Robert De Niro, who is probably, he's fine in that movie. This is another problem that I have. He's terrific in that okay. movie. So here's the thing. He should have been Oscar nominated for that movie. Absolutely not. I'd he should have been <laughs> Oscar He for should that have movie. been Oscar the Grouch. That's fine. Put mm. him in the bin. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So here's the thing. He, she finds out, right, Anne Hathaway's character, that Anders Holm has been cheating on her the entire time. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, this fucking badass, who is a great mom, who has been nothing but this uh, feminist icon through the whole film, yeah. is like, do you know what? No, I'll take you back, Anders Holm from the movie Workaholics. Yeah, that's that sounds good. That is the optimal solution okay, here. Yeah, rather than that's a problem with that movie. It's very, very problematic. But Robert De Niro is fantastic. Robert and De Niro is great. But it's a movie about just people being friends, talking, hanging out. That's nice. And they go workers. and they do Pilates and Tai Chi at the yeah, end. Yeah. yeah. But at the, like, I want that scene to continue. I want that scene to continue and I want Robert De Niro to say, are you sure about this? The intern too, baby. <laughs> like, let's let's you and I have a sleepover, Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. What? I like that the movie's not about that. I like that it's not like young woman and old man comedy having sex time. No. There's no, enough no, no, movies like that. Sure. I uh, like that they're friends. They learn to talk about things together. Yeah. She maybe still figuring some stuff out, even though she's got it all worked out. And he's trying to figure out how to use a computer. It's a complete betrayal of her character oh. for her to do that. I want to watch it again. Did you guys see Bachelor this week? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the... In- Do you have any opinions on the... Um- the Intern, episode 16, <laughs> season. This is what we're doing in the off-season. <laughs> Every week we're getting together to discuss Nancy Meyer's hit 2015 movie. They don't make movies like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um... What do you think of Allison? Tate kind of blunders it. He talks about how hot he thought Allie was upon first meeting her. Allie's dad pulls Tate aside for a pretty boring chat. His main concern is that Tate hasn't said I love you yet. And he sort of deflects the way that he has done to Allie in the past before eventually admitting, I wouldn't say that I'm in love just yet. And Tate's dad sort of seems to appreciate Tate's honesty. He says love is something that you can't express if you haven't got it. Whether that's enough at this stage, Ali is going to have to determine that. And Ali tells her parents that uh, when she looks into Tate's eyes, she can tell how he feels. But also, he's made it clear to her that he'll tell her how he feels when the time is right. This is all pretty much just foreshadowing. Yeah. Right? And I'm, I'm bored by this. I will say I love you when you choose me, as we know. Right. Now, at this point, he just should fucking say it. Yes. I don't understand why he hasn't done that. It doesn't but make it a lot of robs, sense. It would rob the ending of all drama. Right. Uh, has someone told him to save it up till the very end? Perhaps. It's quite a move. Yeah. Hmm. Allie and Todd reunite, and Todd seems genuinely excited to meet Allie's family. And uh, Todd, he finds out Todd's dad, Hartmut, has a firm handshake, and also we're 20 minutes in, and they've only just mentioned Allie's dad's name. Is it's it, Heartworm. Is it? No, it's Hartmut. Todd's dad, Allie's dad is called Heartworm. Sure? What is it? No. Heartworm. <laughs> Xavier, I was no. It's I don't think it is, and I was going to say my, <laughs> my point was: Did they not tell us for twenty minutes because it's too foreign sounding for like Australian ears or whatever? Uh, look, yeah, in which case we're making point. fun yes. of his voice. I mean, sorry, his name. His voice is fine. He's called Heartworm. Mm, okay, <laughs> Max. 
<laughs> I don't know how respectful that is. Um, Todd, Not at all. <laughs> Todd is upfront about the two to three year process that lies ahead of him before he's ready to start a family, but he also expresses that he's willing to compromise. And they pipe a lot of dramatic music over the top of this and they edit around the conversation, but even then I think it's pretty dull. Yeah. Hartmut is like, Todd gives the right answers to the questions that you ask and it's meant to be this like tense dramatic moment but it's like I think he's really just saying that mm. um, Hartmut tells Ali that his main concern is the age difference but cousin Bianca says that the emotional connection between the two of them was really noticeable which is something that Ali's been searching for and we end on a positive note where Hartmut says whatever decision she makes will be the right one and that her family will be right behind her whatever she chooses did the mum say a word no the th- interesting thing that we learned in this chat was that Todd has already tried out for the police and gotten rejected. I don't remember hearing that. Todd was like, yeah, I tried when I was 24 to get into the police, but they said no, so now I'm trying again. <laughs> wow. Um, that's fascinating. I didn't catch that. Yep. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I noticed uh, in, in the time since the episode aired, he has now sent in his application for the police force. There were some quite funny tweets during the finale from... I mean, I hate cop tweets. Yeah. But the fucking whatever, wherever he's from, yeah, police force. WA police we're force. Like, mm, we're still checking our inbox. I don't see any applications. Oh, oh. interesting. A little bit sassy. But now he's gone for it. I wonder if he gets in. Hartmut, a German name. Yeah, dude. Ali's German. Otgen. Otgen. Oh, well, we never learned, did we? No. <sighs> well, they didn't say it on the show. I watch a lot of this show. I watch every episode, actually. Shaking my head over here. Mm. It's time for some final dates. Todd is up first. He gets this very, very cheesy little Irish flute melody when he's introduced. And I looked it up because I felt like I'd definitely heard it before. Yeah. And it was also used for Sophie's highlight reel in Nick's season of The Batchies. Yeah, you got really finale. mad about it. Do you yeah. remember? Well, I was very confused and I think it was interesting because she was also rejected in this episode like Todd is about to be. Yeah. Although we can't strictly call it a pattern because Brit was also rejected. So it's not strictly like loser music. So did Brit get the... Wait, sorry. Did Tate get the Brit music? Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. Tate got the Brit music. I'm sorry. Todd got the... Wait. Oh, no. I don't Todd got the Sophie music. Mm -hmm. Did Tate get the Brit music? I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll have to look that up. One to one comparison. Guess what? It's a chopper date. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun, I think. Can you put a uh, little um can you put a little like audio uh clip or like a sound bite from like Chopper Reed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um audio is piped in of Ali saying, Oh, here we go, yeah <laughs> over the top of the helicopter taking off. Which I think the phrasing of it is so much like her saying hello birdies last week, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and yeah, this is literally just a tourism ad for Darwin. Yep. Uh, it looks pretty nice, but like, God, is it ever the most transparent fucking product placement in a TV show that is absolutely overflowing with it? Darren, 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 Darwin, Darwin, Darwin. Learn to pronounce your words better. Fuck. Darwin seems fine. Let's continue. Can't believe that that was what I spent my mispronunciation on. Damn. You get one per episode. Christ. Yeah. Keep going. They touch down in Berry Springs and they meet with an expert in indigenous food named Zach Green, uh, who shows them green ant gin, which, as you might assume, is gin made with green ants. Yuck. 
it does sound yucky. Just so the, the reason I say yuck, not to be insensitive to the culture of uh, uh, and food of Indigenous Australians, but green ants give off that awful acid. Yeah, that's the point. Do you know though. the green ant smell? No, I, well, I don't really. But isn't that he's like the flavor comes from the bottom? <laughs> yeah, but like the smell of green ants is so awful. I've Does never it, smelled the green ants. It's like the smell of crabs. Have you smelled gin though? That's pretty shit too. Yeah, yeah you're true. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, it seems to me a little bit like this was just kind of put in the show so that Ali and Todd could make a weird face. And, like, maybe the audience could go, like, oh, isn't this weird? And I did, and it's, it worked. Yeah. But not for the reason that maybe uh, they want. Mm. I just think green ants are the worst. But I also think, like, it's it's quite good because Ali and Todd don't really play along. Like, they're both into it. Yeah. They're like, hmm, it's yummy. And, uh, yeah, to- th- that's right. Todd says all the flavor comes from the bum. And then they move on immediately. So, it's like there's no other... No. Indigenous food. He's an expert. I, I don't know. What are we doing here? Yeah. What's this for? Yeah. We're chewing up 45 seconds of screen time. What do we got here? Who cares? But next, uh, Todd and Allie hop into a big lake and they debrief about home times while, hometowns whilst floating together while bugs swarm around them. There's a lot of bugs swarming around the people in this episode. Yeah. Like, it's definitely a tourism campaign thing, but it's also like, there's just a lot of bugs. <laughs> it's making me think about how I don't want to go to this bug place. <laughs> we watch them kiss under a waterfall in extreme close-up. I thought they were probably like 30 centimeters away from their face for some of this. Um, and then we cut abruptly to that night where at another nicely lit batchy couch in the middle of the trees. Uh, and Todd says, the one thing I can give to you fully guaranteed is that I'm always going to sacrifice for you. I see you being the mother of my children. I would do anything to make you happy. I want to give that to you forever. And All Ali, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Ali says, I hope you know how much you touch my heart, my knight in shining armor. And Todd says, this knight just wants to give you a fairy tale ending. Aww. And I say, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit much. It's, it's a lot, but it's exactly what she wants to hear. I mean, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen someone's night one gimmick be stretched out and reintroduced and brought up this many times. Yeah. It's like his whole character. That's true. Like, I get that it is tied in with his behavior in a certain way. Yeah. Or in, like, a very basic way. But also, like, this is at the cost of characterizing him more fully. Yes. Like, the more times you say things like, he is Shrek and I am Fiona. Like, all this <laughs> sort of, like, we, like, we get the parallel. We know what you're saying. What yeah, he yeah. actually is like. What's, he, what's this man like? And why does he want to be a cop? Right. Yeah. That's a really, really good question. What I really liked about Todd not winning... Um, was that we got to see, I guess, Ali grow from uh, kind of wanting a relationship that was really two-dimensional um, because Todd was offering her everything that she wanted um, yeah. and she made a choice that was like maybe not as rigid as uh, she came into the show being and I really enjoyed that. I feel like that's like characterization for Ali, which we don't always get for women on this show, so I was pretty stoked about that. That's true. Yeah, I like I agree with you to a lot of the extents that we've seen of Ali coming into this, but ultimately Tob was not offering anything near what Tate was offering also in that Tate was offering her kids and Todd was offering her kids at when she was 35 and Yeah, true. Um, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, they kiss a thousand times, uh, and then we cut to Ali's date with Tate. And they meet at a wilderness lodge so that they can explore the wetlands together. And in a surprising twist, they will be getting some aerial shots of the wilderness, of the wetlands, because uh, they're going up in a little plane together. Oh, wow. Mm. Helicopter or a small plane? What do you prefer? Ooh, it's so tough to choose. Mm. I mean, Bill's been in both. We haven't. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, Ali says, whoa, this is so awesome. <laughs> and Tate says, it feels like I'm one of the birds flying around. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they go on an airboat, which is not a plane. It's actually a boat. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God we get a boat date. Uh, Last one of the season. Last <sighs> one of the podcast forever, according to Kelly. According to Kelly, that's true. It's um, according to Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I always go to sing it in the tune of like the bare necessities. <laughs> it's a bare <laughs> Um, Tate says an airboat is pretty much the best way to get around the wetlands. Was he a fucking wetland expert? Yeah, since when did you become Nigel Thornbury? <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of those fan boats from uh, like the Gator Country yes. in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, at this point, uh, Ali tries again to get Tate to open up. In in the moment, Tate says, I've been struggling because I'm here to fall in love, but it feels like I'm here to be a husband, be a father, and all I want to do is just fall in love. And it's like, so now he's suddenly able to say this very comfortably with, like, to the camera crew with, like, a smile on his face. He doesn't seem, you know, yep. distressed by talking about it. But then we see shot after shot of him just, like, staring at Ali without saying anything. And she's just still wondering where she's at with him. And Tate says, I'm not normally good with my words, so I tend to just stare and look and kiss. And I'm like, mm, this is mm, this is not the electric chemistry that we've heard about. True. Right? I get it to a certain extent. I think that uh, it is easier perhaps for some people to express yourself to the people around you and the, I guess the camera crew that you have come to trust and your producer who you've come to appreciate than it is to express yourself to the woman that you love. Mm -hmm. um, it mm -hmm. shouldn't be, but I think that there is an amount no, of non-confrontation or um, fear because the stakes are higher and you're worried about how they think and maybe depending on who you are, you're worried about getting in trouble or looking bad on TV, any mm. of that kind of stuff. Mm. Well, Tate finally decides he might be ready to say something. All right. He tells Ali he's scared by her timeline, um, saying, When I first came into this whole experience, I was looking to find love, but all these other things I didn't think about, marriage and kids, I just think I can't commit to that. And then in voiceover, Ali has this really loud, but somehow really breathy, What? What? Yeah. Um, Anyway, Ali's like, do you love me? And Tate's like, I feel like I'm going that way, but I can't say it because I'm so scared. I don't want to hurt you. I know you've been hurt before. Ah, I'm, no, I'm so not lost, but I know, like, I want you. I want to be with you after this. And then Ali sort of weeps and they share a hug. Yeah. This is hard for both of them. Yeah. It's hard for me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not fun viewing... Hmm. It is these two people struggling to communicate. And and it's also like, this is the last we see of them before, like, 
the final bit. Yeah. So it's like, is this what I really? Are we gonna okay? Yeah. I mean, as far as casting the right amount of doubt, who knows what the timeline is and yeah. what happened before what and when true, what true. was said and what was resolved in this conversation. But it's great editing to leave us on this kind of cliff. Right. Okay, well everyone gets dressed. Um, Because up up until (laughs) the end of season four, episode 12, everyone's been naked. (laughs) Um, Todd gets an engagement ring ready. We don't see Tate get a ring. Um, Ali steps out in a weird, like, flowy, dark blue dress, which, in my opinion, and not to cast judgment or whatever, is not one of her best looks of the season. Would you guys agree? I agree, yeah. Yeah. Which, it's a shame. I win. Uh, yuck! And screamed yeah. at my TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, she has looked very good at other points in the season. Certainly. Uh, but this is just kind of... Huh. Anyway, uh, she meets up with Osha. Remember this guy? Love him. He's actually very cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ali tells him, this has been such a huge process for me because I've had to go against everything I've done in the past. And throughout this process, I've been thinking with my head, I've been following my heart, and I've been trusting my gut and I'm like that's what it was (laughs) (laughs) and she says I'm in love it's a love for me that is definitely going to be everlasting wow which is the name of the fake bachelor show I know I hated it I I was like what a weird drop yeah uh, I felt it me too and then we see Ali like panicking for a little while Um, she does that thing where you fan a little bit of air at your face with your hand which does so much, yeah. as we all know. Um, and her voiceover says, I'm feeling my heart bursting. I'm feeling my heart breaking. And basically, she's just kind of providing the producers with some footage that's going to make it look like she doesn't end up picking anybody. Pretty odd. Well, we saw a lot of this stuff in the, like, coming this season on The Bachelor. <laughs> that's true, we did. Um, but then, yeah, first boy gets out of the car, and it's Todd. And he's so excited. He tells Osha, the biggest thing I've learned in this process is what I want in a partner, and that's Ali. Osha keeps a straight face. He deserves every award that Australian media can throw at him. (laughs) Give him the Oscar. Yes, Robert De Niro can go away. No, he can't go away. He's he's the intern. He has to show (laughs) up every day. Um, He says, I can see her as my life partner and the mother of my children. It just all fits, Osh. And I love the girl so much. I've never been so certain. And he comes up to Ali and he says, hello, beautiful. And she says, hey, you. Oh, no. It's not good, is it? Ali uses the knight in shining armor analogy again. Um, It is really weird that, like, the opening night gimmick again is just coming up over and over. It's like... Uh, imagine if Georgia Love's speech to Lee Elliott on the on the red carpet at the very end of the show was the like, donkey. <laughs> yeah, it's like ever since that night on the red carpet, you've been my donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Ali says, "I have learned from my mistakes, and I feel like we would have such a perfect life together. But something's missing for me. I can't explain what I'm feeling. But one thing I know about love is it's not just about ticking off a checklist. It's about following my heart, and it's leading me to someone else." I just remembered Mac. Do you remember Mac? What about Mac? <laughs> so what have you remembered about Mac? He is a funny... Do you remember when he came in and he played a song for Sophie Monk and it went, Me! Oh. <laughs> and you! That's right. The lyrics 
Cause I think we're me and you, me and you, you and me, you and me. <laughs> Can you imagine if Sophie Monk had Mac at the end and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's got like a full orchestra who play like yeah, a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <of> that song. <laughs> It's like in A Star Is Born, oh. not to call back to that or whatever, but when uh, Lady Gaga sings the one song to Bradley Cooper and then Bradley Cooper with his whole band is like, come out on stage. I fucking hated that. I fucking hated that. No, I think it's good. No way. I was like, that's not how the music industry works. Also, That's not how it works. You can't just take someone's song and be like, well, I'm going to perform it and you can join in or not, but it's my song now. <laughs> you remember that song you, you sang to me once in a car park? I memorized it. I got my whole band to learn it. And we're all playing it right now, and I'm collecting royalties. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta trust me. <laughs> I just wanted to get one more hit out of you. <laughs> it's a good movie. All right. And I'm glad I brought it up again. Oh <laughs> uh, God, Todd's very sad. <laughs> Guys, he's like shaking. This is awful. This it's is so hard to watch. He says. This has been about you, and I'm so happy for you. You found yourself a great guy. This has guy. been about you. <laughs> you. This has been about you. That's all the point. Yeah, we watch him like sob in her arms. He's like, I. He's really Poor good Todd. about it. Poor I, Todd. He's he, he's in a tough place. I really admire him for being this emotionally vulnerable. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. He doesn't really shy away from it. Yeah. The cameras lap it up. Yeah. As you might expect. It's sad. And we like linger for ages and ages on both of them sobbing alone after they part ways. Yeah. They sort of buckle over like both of them sobbing. Yeah. Todd's really red in the face and all this. It's different to the treatment of Jared last year, which I felt was really, really, really exploitative. Yeah. This was like... We're going to keep the camera on this man who is just crying and is just sad. And that is like, it felt very raw and they were showing something, the real effect of something that happened because he was clearly in love. Yeah. Whereas Jared, do you remember they followed him down onto the beach as he was just red as a fucking beetroot? Yeah. Yeah. He was so red. He was, he was the reddest man. Yeah. Yeah. If it was really invasive, I I felt the way that they treated him was quite wrong. Could have Um, at least put it in black and white or something. (laughs) (laughs) Don't (laughs) mind the saturation. In in the moment, a teary Todd says, It hurts more than I could ever describe. I just wish I could have given her that missing link. But someone else has, and she's finally found happiness. I'm so broken, but I'm so happy for her. I am. Wow. Yeah. He's the winner. Like, he's the real winner of this. Isn't he? He comes off so well. He yeah. does. Maybe he'll be yeah. a bachelor. I think he could be mm. certainly a bachelor in the future. I mean, can you imagine how much the Australian public would lap up a hot cop with a nose has, ring. With a nose <laughs> ring who has had his heart broken. Mm. Certainly, if not if not a new batchy, then at least on Paradise. Yeah. And I was saying, because uh, Brooke got a, a really, really good edit on Bachelor, but yeah. she was slightly too young. I think that was the general consensus. She probably wouldn't make it as a Bachelorette. Sure, sure. And there's a chance that may... I mean, the show will let fucking anyone be Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like... He's if if maybe he's too young, I could see the two of them maybe hitting him up, hitting it off in paradise. In paradise, that would be lovely. Don't you think? Yeah, they're both from WA. Oh, very true. Yeah. All right, put put your bets on it. Um, but yeah, anyway, Tate wins. I mean, to the extent that you can win this show, whatever. Yeah, Tate is picked. Um, Ali presents her reasoning in in the moment. She says Tate has stayed true to himself and not just told me what I thought I wanted to hear. 
I know Tate's not going to say I love you, and somehow I'm okay with that, because I can't wait to tell him how much I love him. And Tate tells Osha that he's falling for Allie, and Osha gets out of the way pretty much immediately, which, you know, we can debate the merits or, or yeah, fall yeah. back to that or whatever. Um, yeah, I think this bit, like this very end bit, always feels a little bit rushed, but I guess like there's no suspense left at this point. No, they kind of just need to let it happen. Yeah. And especially if it's not... Um, I mean, there are some situations where it has been really, really beautiful, mm. and there have been others where it's been like, okay, cool, we know what's happening, goodbye. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is one of those. Yeah, I think so. Allie tells Tate that she came looking for someone she can call her husband, repeating the phrase, that right guy, a handful of times. Yeah. She says, I've learned so much about myself and I've learned so much about love. It's not just about fulfilling one person's dreams. It's about compromise and it's about sacrifice and it's about risking it all. And I'm willing to risk the hopes and dreams that I came here with because I'm so in love with you. It's weird that instead of saying that she's looking for a husband, she keeps saying she's looking for a hubba bubba. (laughs) Yeah, it's like if someone had given her a stick of gum on night one. Uh, the extra was sponsoring the pod, the not the podcast. I wish the TV show like a year ago. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago that extra because you remember Gian? Maybe I think that was her name. She was the model for it for extra gum, and Is she that, was on the season. She was on uh, the shit bag late Garvey season. Oh boy, yeah. Okay. Um, well, they. I can't believe you've uttered that name in this beautiful moment. <laughs> Um, they share a kiss and then gasp, shock horror. Tate says, I came into this journey looking to fall in love and I can honestly say that I've found it with you. And this is like the start of our journey. I want to make a commitment to you. And he pulls out a ring. What? What? Ah! He explains it's not a wedding ring, but then probably much more important mm. or at least, you know, what Ali really is looking for right now. Yep. He says, I'm falling madly in love with you. And it doesn't really matter, honestly, if it's a wedding ring or not. That's kind of true. And the music drops out and he mumbles. I mean, he said, <laughs> says, I love you, Ali. And that's about it. You know, brought to you by Red Rooster. You know the rest. Cool. Good job. <laughs> Batchy done. Let us all go off and have zingers. Is that what they have there? No. You're a meat lord. What is <laughs> no, I'm a meaty bastard. <laughs> meaty bastard, that's right. No, I think <laughs> Red <Meat> Rooster... Meat lord. <laughs> <laughs> it checks out. That's funny. No, Meat Wars is the sitcom coming that's soon right. to Stan Premium. Is it a sitcom? I thought it was yeah. a reality show. What the hell happens on this sitcom? An unconventional family. <laughs> Half of them are pork and half of them are chicken. <laughs> Fill in the gaps, I don't know. But one thing's for certain. Uh, we did it. We got to the end of another season, you guys. We're still Yay. working on the pitch for meat was. We did it. Do you I believe in love? Good. Uh, Still not sure More importantly Do you believe in life After love Yeah well I can feel something Inside my Thing <laughs> <laughs> I really Do think I'm strong enough What was that What was that Kelly Was it the dinosaur <laughs> Was it your bong oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And let us end the series <laughs> With A rendition Of that great Bachelor of Hearts song that we all know and love, Dinosaur Bong.
It's the dinosaur bar. A simple dinosaur bar. Forget about your worries. Hey, hey, we're not. There's not going to be another one of these for a little while. Yeah, that's we got to wait until Paradise starts up. Yeah, and Parry will be early next year. You reckon? I think so. That's when it was. This was year. it. Feb. Something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I'm in a very. Uh, I don't want to get too emotional or whatever. But I want to extend a little, a uh, little thank you to all of our listeners for staying through. Oh, I can't do it in that tone of voice. Hey, you've done a good job though. Good thank job for you. listening. Thank you. Thank you all. Uh, this is a, a passion project. Yep. Um, despite the huge royalties we're now raking in from <laughs> Spotify. That's right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that sponsorship by Extra. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? Not a passion project. Thanks for lining our pockets with that cold hard cash for yet another season. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to thank the two of you guys. Oh, thank you oh, for coming on the podcast so every much. single week. Xavier, we love coming on the podcast every single week. Okay. I what? like coming on the podcast every other week. <laughs> 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 we that was a self Thank you for occasionally making time for us. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> not on air. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, when we're hardly ever on air, so it's hard for me to know the boundaries. Um, hey, we else? see each other this weekend. How good is that going to oh, be? Oh, true. Oh, nice. That's something for the listeners to imagine. <laughs> one place, one time. No, we'll get a photo for all of the listeners. Oh, yeah. The three of us idea. together. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. We, you don't need to f- fucking find us on social media. I mean, you know, just give us a... If you see any batchy stars out and about in the world... Give us a nudge on socials. Yeah, give us if, a soshi nudge. Yeah, if you you know if some batchy shit goes down, get, keep us in the loop. We don't switch off. No, we don't no, go no. to sleep. Batchy never sleeps. The wheels are always turning. It's the yeah, you know. Yeah, find us on LinkedIn. Definitely find yep. us on Skype where we record <laughs> the podcast. Um, I don't know. Look after yourselves. Yeah, we'll miss you until next summer. But we will uh, have a good summer and a big rest and uh, we'll be really, really excited to come back and find love next season when we return for... Oh, I forgot. What's the name? The Bachelor I, I nearly called out the wrong one. Season 5, 7? <laughs> <laughs> Truly don't know. We're no. going to have to suss it out. But uh, Let yeah. me get my notes out again. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> <if you> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, while Kelly's searching for her notes, we'll just say we love you. And we goodbye. love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.